Hello, this podcast is about avoiding painful sex. Uh, so we talk about um, sex which can cause trauma or physical injury, and we talk about um, genital injury, but we don't go into any detail really about this, but just to give you a heads up that this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Um, hope that's okay, and hope you enjoy the show. <clears throat> you know, we really should have a theme tune. I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts and they've got a theme tune. Yeah, but we've got a, like a theme introduction thing. We do, but you know, like a, you know, like you know, people mean? like that kind of. Yeah. Maybe we should just make one up. Well, we need it. Do we? Talked about music last week. We could get a musical person to do one for us. Just do it ourselves, can't we? Can we? Yeah, <laughs> just hum it or something. <laughs> Catchy. Yeah, do like a do 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 do. It's the Meg John. <laughs> <laughs> and just in podcast. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. That's that's way better. We're Obviously, totally, we know that. It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. We're very pleased with ourselves and we've not even started. Strong already. Yeah. Uh, so we're back and uh, we, last time we talked about um, how to enjoy penis and vagina sex, how more, how and if you want to. That's right. Um, and we promised that we'd talk about painful sex. We did. And uh, avoiding painful sex. So, because we framed last week's, not last week's, the last podcast we did, we framed that as, what if you were having penis and vagina sex and it was meh? Yeah. And it's just a bit, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of wanted to enjoy it more and we gave you some top tips for that. So, we did. Go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um, it was a good, well, it we was gold. It. We really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And some of our listeners have said that they enjoyed it, which we love. So, hey. thank you very much for doing that. But so yeah, we did say, look, we're not going to be able to get into everything about painful sex in this yeah. podcast, so let's return to it. And also, like, not wanting to make that all about the penis and vagina, because there's loads of exactly. other ways in which sex can be painful. Yeah. So what we're going to do this time is talk about um, um, not having sex that's painful or has strong sensations that you don't like. Um, yeah. We thought about, like, doing a whole painful sex one where we also talk about getting pain and strong sensations yeah. that you do want, um, yeah. because a lot of people do want those in yeah. sex, but then we realised that would be, like, an hour, and, like, that's a bit too much. So we're going to do a separate one on getting the pain you want. Yeah. But this one's going to be about not how? not getting the pain you don't want, how yes. and then if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> that's not confusing at all. Are you following us so far, dear <laughs> Yes. Uh, I mean, we've already thrown them with a theme tune. I know. So it's got through ourselves. Yes. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we're going to kind of we're going to unpack what we mean by pain and sex and the different ways that pain and sex can happen. But also, we're going to unpack some of the context for how it can happen. Mm-hmm. And like, there's some stuff about uh, there's some definitely some gendered stuff and some related some top and bottom stuff. Yeah. Related here. Um, that we'll we'll also talk about as well as the history of mm-hmm. medicine. Uh, you've, got, you've got some histories thrown. It's going to be great. I do. I'm afraid it's not referenced. I just got it from two uh, eminent eminent historians, historians in yes. the pub the other day, and you know yeah. other sources. But definitely. Okay, so um, let's start by unpacking what we mean by pain and sex. So this is kind of again the unwanted kind of well. Let's unpack that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> pain that you've not that you're not wanting yes I guess that, yeah. yeah that yeah that's yeah. right isn't it I think that's, that's right talking about. yeah yeah definitely this is kind of one of those episodes where it's a lot of unpacking yeah 
we just unpack every word before we get get into it. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I guess you know we're we're sort of assuming people are thinking about physical pain here, mm. but we don't want to impose a false mind body split because yeah, that would yeah. be one of those binaries that we don't like. Yeah. Um, so it's really important with pain to recognise that sometimes physical pain shows up as emotional pain sometimes yeah. emotional pain shows up as physical pain the two can't really be disentangled because yeah. a lot of the time a, you know a small physical pain is made an awful lot worse by the emotional pain yeah. of having the physical pain and you kind of clench around it and yeah, yeah so we're, we're we're talking about both physical and emotional and the yeah. interrelationship between the two a lot of research done into uh, painful um, vaginas and vulvas in mm-hmm. sex do point out do point to this that yeah. often there might you know, under a, with like a gynecological kind of examination, there might not be any like adverse comments cause found. Mm. But often it is the anxiety and worry and stress around it that is yeah. that is uh, part of the cause. Certainly, I really like um, the sex therapist Peggy Kleinplatz, who talks mm-hmm. about embodiment and sex, and mm. she reckons that like if people are having pain and sort of other difficulties during sex Mm -hmm. you know it's about like tuning into your body and the messages it's telling you so it's often like um you know a a painful um sort of sensation is saying like i don't want to have sex you know or it's saying you know i'm still traumatized about that thing that happened or it's saying um you know it's giving you it's giving you some useful message so you know far from the thing to do being force yourself to have sex anyway Mm -hmm. the thing to do is to really listen to that message because it's telling you something super useful about your wider life certainly about your relationships or your sex life to an extent we do this in other parts of our lives as well right you Mm. know that often we're kind of dealing with um uh pain either acute or chronic pain in our lives and we kind of get on with something but we always but there is like i think a greater awareness that if we're Mm. if our body is telling us something if our body is saying you've got a bad back then it might be a good idea to to rest or do some exercise that will alleviate that bad back but um i think you know you're right like we still do do this because um there's a brilliant book by tim parks called Mm -hmm. um teach us to sit still and it's like he's a journalist and he starts getting um back pain i think um some really bad pain in his body anyway and yeah because capitalism he's Mm -hmm. just like trying to push through because the body's meant to be this machine that keeps you productive and this whole book is kind of about him realizing you know a that the mind the mind body split isn't there and that the emotional and physical are tied up together and b that you do need to tune into your body when it's telling you these things rather than just trying to force it so i think it's you know that's a really good book if you're like just wanting a super easy intro to how the kind of embodiment stuff works that sounds great i mean we Mm. touched on this from we talked about embodiment in our feeling better about our bodies like that was like three and a half hours long wasn't it because <laughs> yes. um, I was reading about that tradition it's like it's mm. just so fascinating and again in that episode we talked about this being really great online um, tutorial from Open University yeah which is super interesting uh-huh. but back to sex in the same way that you know our bodies have to be useful for work mm-hmm. there's a kind of we approach sex in like a, a similar way but even more so it's the kind yeah. of the idea of ignoring pain um because we're supposed to be doing it in this way and we're supposed to be you know there's that kind of idea that 
we're meant to be performing sex in we kind of perform sex in that kind of capitalist kind yeah. of way that we're making use of our bodies in, in the way that we're told we should and we also even need to yeah like it, it, we have to nowadays prove that it's so enjoyable mm. and pleasurable even when it's not because that's kind of the neoliberal like we're meant to be having such a great time <laughs> kind of approach right absolutely oh my god so the politics are like all the way through the body like wow this really is biopsychosexual right yeah right? Exactly. And so that's the thing that we think is quite radical about our book, Enjoy Sex, How, When, and If You Want To, mm-hmm. is that you know we we we're living in this world with all of these different with all of those different messages, and look at what we're sometimes putting our bodies through yeah. in order to do these things, in yeah. order to 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 show that we're enjoying something, but also more broadly. Again, we'll touch on this in a bit to mm. demonstrate our gender, to demonstrate our yeah. Um, expertise or our, like, that we're the successful self or the yeah. successful man or woman or whatever yeah. Yeah. and that we're normal yes you know and so we're having to we're often in a situation where we're putting our <sighs> bodies through a lot of pain and and discomfort yeah in order to demonstrate a kind of normality exactly and nowhere in this is enjoyment or no. embodiment or desire or and the arousal. real and the real fucker is the more we do it the more pain we're going to get yeah and the more the less pleasure we're going to get because yeah. we're treating ourselves non-consensually and we're being treated non-consensually by the other person and by wider culture really 100 percent. yeah so that stuff is going to be coming up in a lot of what we're talking about what we continue to talk about but what's great is like the flip side is if we learn to do sex differently that can have this knock-on effect this ripple effect to everything else because we can learn to like really tune into our bodies and do things in a different way that's the thing you were saying last week at the end of the podcast which Mm. is that you know really that we I mean we're we are just sex advisors but it's like that that can have it can have like yeah a more dramatic effect on every other aspect of life if yeah. we can get it right for sex absolutely um, and and do that if we can get it right for sex where we have all these cultural messages like mm-hmm. so many then yeah. it's more like we can get it right for everything else I think as well absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so um, so there is no kind of we're, so when we're talking we're not separating our physical pain from emotional pain they are interlinked yes a lot of the stuff that we'll be talking about is related to the body but yeah. that but the way we experience pain is interlinked with yeah. our you know for example an anxiety about experiencing physical pain and that anxiety is the cause of it even if there might not as I've already said even mm. if there might not be you know, even if somebody couldn't point to a physical part of the body, because there is, yeah. all, it's all connected. Absolutely, and you know, again, all of the pathways, the neural pathways and stuff, go all the way through the body and brain, and it doesn't really matter which bit of that's pinging; it's yeah. still in the body and it's still in the mind simultaneously, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so examples, then we'll talk about different examples. So um, one is when we could already be in pain, yeah, uh, and we uh, and we have sex. Uh, we go to have sex. I think we've talked about this in the sex after injury and sex under the yes. podcast. Yeah, we probably won't go too much into that because we've really unpacked that there. I mean, and obviously sometimes sex can be a really great thing to have when you've got some mm-hmm. pain or some discomfort because it can be soothing and alleviating, yeah. but not if you're doing it in a way of you're trying to force something because you feel like you ought to be having sex even yeah. though you're in pain. Um, so yeah, that's one kind of sex and pain is where sex can exacerbate um the pain that's already there I mean we'll be talking about the, the importance of tuning into our bodies and what that means yeah and tuning into the kinds of pain that we're already experiencing in different parts of our yeah. body that might not be directly affected by the sensations of where we're having sex yeah 
um, is a thing for you to kind of pass and tune into. I think that's previous episodes mm. will help. Because a lot of people are never pain free. You know, yeah. a lot of people pain is just a you know an everyday part of life. So again, yeah. really learning how to tune into, you know, is this the kind of pain where I do or don't want to have sex? Mm-hmm. You know, what kinds of sex might be okay for this mm-hmm. for this level of pain yeah. or the pain in this part of the body? Yeah. But we have unpacked those yes. in, a, in two previous episodes. So um, go and check those out. Other people. Mm. Uh, so they're really good yeah. really like them mm-hmm. um, so that's great there's also um, th- another plug for another previous episode the toilet episode yeah. that we did because um, a lot of people can feel pain around sex because um, of worrying about bodily functions mm-hmm. so not letting yourself belch or fart or mm-hmm. go to the toilet when you need to that kind of thing can yeah. mean that you feel more pain and tension in your body than yeah. if you were okay with those things yeah, yeah. so that's the toileting episode yes um, <laughs> So there is also, so let's talk about, um, so we're Mm. going to start talking about gender and gender roles here and how the messages that we get around that can also lead to slash be a cause of painful sex. Yes, so tell us what you learned in the pub from the amazing feminist historians. (laughs) Do you want to name check those feminist historians? Yeah, uh, Yeah. sure. Uh, One is Dr. Eleanor Yanniger, Uh uh, also known to me as Bay. And um, going and medieval. Get going medieval. Yeah. And also, um, uh, uh, medieval historian specialises who's um, a medieval historian who specialises in the history of medicine. Sarah Obergstradl. Sorry, Sarah. I've mm-hmm. completely mangled. I've never said your name, your full name, out loud. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Uh, at Tiny Red Book on Twitter, uh-huh. uh, they both tweet lots of really interesting stuff about medieval history and the history of medicine and medieval mm-hmm. history in general. But I learnt the, an interesting fact that uh, apparently it takes women in hospital 45 minutes longer to access pain relieving medication wow. than it does for men. I'm assuming, but I guess yeah. other genders as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more than men. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes. And that there's this kind of link throughout the history of medicine of that women are at some point... I mean, I think that it's kind of... There's been... Often it's said... Often I think, like, when I was growing up, it was said to me that women are more resilient to pain. Yeah. But actually, I think it's just... And from what Sarah was saying, it's it's just that women are expected to go through pain yes. more. Like, women are told that pain is, is um, a consequence for them it's like it's kind of and certainly so childbirth pain yeah is a consequence of them having had sex Mm. and apparently when pain reading medication was coming in I think in the 17th or I think she said 17th century Mm. this is so unresearched this is is just from a chat (laughs) it's great it's great but basically there was a lot of pushback against that because a lot of people saying no they should be feeling pain they should be feeling pain because they committed the sin of having had sex so they have to be experiencing (laughs) yeah so there is this history of um, of of that that pain is something that women are meant to yeah. experience, and that is, I think, further linked probably to insertive sex in general. Yes, the person who is being inserted is expected is, to feel pain. Is expected to feel pain. Yeah, and that's actually kind of like part of it. Yeah, and there is this like. Um, even if you go to the NHS website right now in their young people pages section you will see their section on painful sex where it says young women uh, should expect sex to be painful for the first time and I've oh. I, every, I have 
complained to them so many times about so this. So unnecessary. And it also reproduces that, you know, like assume, like that people are just going to keep thinking, oh, well, a bit of pain is normal, right? Exactly. Yeah. And this thing about, I'm having a right old rant. I've no, been do doing, it. I've been reading a lot about this because I'm yeah. trying to write something for Bish and... Uh, so it's good for me to like talk it out with you. Yeah. <laughs> with you. Um, but there is this, um, there is that kind of expectation that it's that it's going to be painful. Oh, what's the point I was going to make? Uh, yeah. So in in my reading for this, I found mm. there was a study of Canadian students. A lot of yeah. these studies are done with students because the students are easier to find. Right? Yes, absolutely. Um, but it found like something like fifty six percent of women's first like heterosexual or inverted commas sex encounters were mm. painful. Wow, fifty six percent. Yes, and I think that's the only study I've found so far about people's experiences of pain from first time sex. But mm-hmm. I imagine that, I mean, obviously maybe for second, third, fourth time sex it might be less painful. It might not be painful for mm. fear of those, but. Imagine that you're just being told no sex is meant to be painful for the first time and then you do it again and it's painful again, you do it yeah. again. Your body is remembering all of this yeah. trauma. And it's gonna be more and more tense every time and more and more painful. Like once you get into that loop, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then either eventually you're just having to like as you were saying, you just have to like shut off mm. and just like just try to shut your feelings off and become numb and just, you know, mm-hmm. try and get it over with. Yeah. But I think a lot of people as well are going through painful sex because they're just not taught what happens with their bodies. You know, exactly. This, I think there's this kind of idea, and certainly young people mm-hmm. have uh, implied that they have this idea that the more sex you have, particularly in the vagina, yeah. the more like dilated it gets, like the bigger it gets. Mm. And that's not how it works. Not at all. What happens is just that actually, at one point when sex starts to become easier and starts to accommodate whatever we're putting inside yeah. the vagina, that actually it's just you're more aroused and you're getting more, you're more in tune with your body and you're more present right. to what arousal feels. But if people don't get to that point and it's just going to remain painful and also then there's this double whammy because it's that whole like you feeling like there's something wrong with you Yeah. Um, and again going back to that feeling like you have to just keep doing it and of course it all relates to this idea that sex equals penis and vagina sex, yeah. that, that one does anyway or yeah. sex equals penetration of some kind mm-hmm. because otherwise you could be doing a million other really pleasurable things without ever going near that painful thing. Exactly. Yeah. And the, so the same messages also apply to people having assertive anal sex as yes. well, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, around the vagina and around the anus are mm. very, very strong muscles. Yes. You know, for good reason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and those muscles really just can clamp up and yeah. tighten up unless mm-hmm. the unless the the brain part of our body is saying, you know, mm. okay, we're turned on right now. We're releasing nitric yes. oxide. It's nitric oxide, and, and that's yeah. setting off just in the same way that a penis gets hard. Yeah. Similar things happen internally around mm. the vagina and anus. So for insertive sex, mm. it's very much that, first of all, we're given the message, um, it should just be painful. You need to kind of get used to it, yeah. right? Which is grim. Yeah, it's really, really grim. grim. And we're still teaching us to young people today. Yes. So fucking angry about it, yeah. but no one's fucking doing listening. It's yeah. very annoying. Uh, but also, we're not teaching people how their bodies work. No, no, absolutely, really bad. And you know, like oh, just again, this whole goal focus thing. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like you could be touching each other, and then it could be like. Um, 
or do you like something inside yeah. you know you use one finger mm-hmm. and then it's like you wait until that's actually being invited into you can really feel that being invited into a yeah. vaginal anus and only then do you go there yeah. and then you enjoy that and that could be completely enough for a yeah. lot of people that is really enough yeah or it might be, oh, add another finger, or it might be, oh yeah, now actually we're gonna use a toy or we're gonna use a cock. Like, and stopping that at any point is fine, and you would only put that other thing inside again once it feels like the whole body is inviting that in. That should be the way that goes. Exactly. Yeah. I think that there, I mean, in terms of sex advice around this stuff mm. and how we learn about our bodies, I think that um, a lot of it, a lot of the sex advice around learning about our bodies is all about making penetration happen yeah. which is a problem for us because we you know yes we want to say let's you know yeah let's that does not have to be a thing that we have to enjoy sex doesn't equal penetration mm-hmm. although it can but it doesn't yeah equal it um and so and a lot of it is actually kind of not inviting the reader of that sex advice to think to think about it in relation to their own bodies yeah. and to the experts of their own experience. There is that kind of you should be feeling this, you should be feeling that. Mm-hmm. But I think if you haven't been if you haven't been learned anything about your body and you haven't been taught, it might really be actually be worthwhile finding out. Yeah. Because one of the main correlates in the Natsal study looking at painful sex, one of the main correlates for mm. uh, young women who who were reporting painful sex was that they just didn't know what. To expect and they yeah. don't know anything about their bodies yeah mm-hmm. so there are some people out there um who are great we, we like cindy darnell yeah uh the atlas of the anatomy of anatomy of oh it is the atlas now. isn't we, it we just call it the atlas don't we yeah Atlas. No, she's really great. She's a sexologist. Atlas of Erotic Anatomy and Arousal. We got there in the end. Yeah. She so check is that um, now based in uh, New York. Oh, yes. a sexologist and uh, therapist, mm-hmm. um, providing lots of support services. So um, yeah. go and seek her out. Uh, she's got lots of really like granular detail about yeah. the round. If you want to know exactly how yeah. penises and vaginas and anuses work, like yeah. you will, it's all the information you need on the anatomy. Yeah. I've got some of that stuff over at my website for younger folk, bish.co.uk. Bish.uk.com. I've got yeah. some of that stuff. So, you know, I could talk about the anterior and the posterior fornix, and uh, I'm not going to. Wow, I can't. I just did. Wow. Um, so, there's voice. some basic stuff over there but for more advanced stuff for our uh, listeners and readers we are sending yeah so hey up if you're enjoying this podcast we think you might enjoy some of our others such as our episode about enjoying non-genital sex which we recorded a few months ago whilst you're scrolling through our archive of podcasts and thinking fondly of the meg john and justin podcast maybe you could think about leaving us a nice review on itunes or telling your friends your family your colleagues your netball team or strangers on the internet about how much you like our show Thank you so much. There, so where did we get to? So we got to this. There yeah. is the the history of it's meant to be painful for uh, the person who's being inserted, but also we're not taught anything about our bodies. And and I think yeah, a good thing to replace it's meant to be painful is don't put anything in a person's body, including your own, unless it's being invited like yeah. wholeheartedly by the body, and yeah. like learn what that feels like. Yeah. Um, use fingers to really learn what that feels like to have something invited, or it's not really being invited, and don't yeah. go there unless it's being super invited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the but there, so there is pain for the the inserter, but there's also pain for the in sorry the insertee. Yes. Person being inserted. Yes. There's also pain potential pain for the person doing the inserting. Yes. Are we moving on to that yet? I just suddenly realised we probably should say something about lube before yeah. we move on to that. Lots of lube. Lube is fine. You don't need to like you know 
rely on bodily lubrication. No. You can use shitloads of lube, and that's awesome. For people with neo-vaginas, yes. like, lube is like... I mean, there is a bit of lubrication mm-hmm. there, but probably more lube is required. Yes. But also for people with... Uh, the term is natal vaginas. People have grown their own vagina. Yes. Um, they then lubricant is certainly really super useful for. Yeah, again, um, sometimes there's a lot of self lubrication. Sometimes there isn't. Depends yeah. on age. Depends on time of the month, etc. Yeah. Anuses always with the lube. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, sex shops online and offline can tell you what kind of lube's best for which kind of activities and toys yeah. and stuff. Definitely, yeah. it's also worth checking out the ingredient list for lubes. Yes, this is like this feels like somebody else's podcast. Lube one hundred and one. A lot of people are really knocked down with some of the ingredients that are in yes. lube, uh, and some lube will work for some activities and not for others. Yeah. So you might want to check it out. Like for example, some people uh, really can't handle glycerin in yeah. lube for vaginal um, for use in the vagina mm-hmm. because that can. Uh, create the environment where uh, sex infections and yeast infections right. can thrive or yeah. can become difficult for the vagina to clean out. Mm-hmm. The vagina cleans itself, so it can make it difficult. Good information. Wow, you so know your stuff. That's awesome. I didn't well, know I mean, that. I've written a lot of bitch about it, but it's like, it's. Yeah. yeah. Again, as we talked about, we talked about this last week that we. we it's difficult. Mm. To when for us to be giving advice to people about about bodies because the stuff that is already out there is I mean there's some good stuff but yeah. there's also just not enough education around it. That's people. right, that's right, and also like it can get misconstrued as well because again almost like there's part of me holding back from saying lots of lube because I don't want it to become oh well now there's lots of lube I can put this thing in you. Exactly. No, it still has to be you're being wholeheartedly invited by that person and that part of their body. Yeah, you know it doesn't matter how much lube there is that still needs to be that real solid invitation going on. Well, exactly, and yeah. when, when I worked, I'll talk about this some more. When I worked at a, a on a, a sexual health project which was aimed at young men mm-hmm. uh, um, young men in this young men are under attenders of sexual health services so yeah. I was doing a project which was really trying to attract them in and they'd chat to me and mm-hmm. um, and they were often I was offering them lube and you mm-hmm. know lots of lube and they were like very gratefully accepting all the lube and a yeah. lot of them were using it for wanking a lot of them were using it for penetrative sex but it was also coming with you can't just literally slap that on and then yes just, you know that's like that's not good because that can also be re, could be you know traumatic and yeah it's still painful yeah. even if it's making the the mechanics of insertive sex happen exactly yeah yeah so it's not an excuse so um mm-hmm. but there is also pain from that same project to learn about painful penises oh yeah tell me about this yeah so um like a lot of the guys i was seeing were i'm going to try and talk quite vaguely I won't tell you where this project was yeah. and things, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of the guys I was seeing were like saying saying to me that basically they were having a lot of um, insertive slash penetrative sex and um, they were getting their, they were damaging their foreskins yeah um, and actually it was causing like small like um, what's the like small uh, abrasions small yeah. cuts around the foreskin and they were treating this as if you know well, because in this cohort of of young men they were like oh no this is all chill and I'm like what? <laughs> oh no <laughs> because basically they had they their foreskins weren't loose enough to right. be going over the glands of the penis and so mm-hmm. during sex it, they were getting torn a little bit and it's yeah. like oh it's sounding really painful I'm putting them more, more at risk of sexually transmitted infections which is why yeah. uh, we were there but it's like we're really not teaching young men about foreskin yeah. like we really mm-hmm. are not yeah. um, and it's kind of seen as this kind of you know 
they'll work it out for themselves kind of thing yeah. essentially you, the idea is that um, young people with penises will masturbate at some point and that will loosen the foreskin mm. the preface of the foreskin and it will slide over the the glands and it will function in yeah and partly with this was because some of those guys were feeling like it wasn't really okay to masturbate yeah yeah yeah, yeah so like they, they had a very that. strong message that you should yeah. not do that and the only sex that counted was sort of uh-huh. but yeah. back to the point of pain is that they're just putting themselves through this pain because yeah. they were like this is what we have to do this is what mm-hmm. we're supposed to do and then they question you know it was this, this assumption that they're mm-hmm. enjoying it of course they're enjoying it because they're having sex but that, that's actually they weren't actually enjoying it yeah. it's, it's just the the assumption this was something they had to do so and sex for them was meaning you know, it came with it a whole lot of mm. uh, baggage that you know for those for those guys but it, it, it's some often they were just saying to me and I'm just not enjoying it and actually it hurts sometimes so yeah again it's like the messages that um, you're just meant to kind of get on with it treat your body like it's an object treat it like it's a machine because you're supposed to be doing it and this yeah. is the only thing you should be it's doing it's kind of shameful or embarrassing to, to admit something's hurting you know yeah. and again I think you know uh, clitoris is the same yeah. you know or, or penises that somebody's touching with their hand you know people then finding that too much stimulation yeah. or too intense but not really feeling okay to tell the other person actually this is hurting now yeah. and just letting them carry on because you know again it would be somehow shameful or I mean there was something wrong with them that they didn't yeah. enjoy that particular thing yeah yeah definitely um, and that's certainly um, a thing for example with even where even where the nondescript has moved on where mm. we're allowing um, yeah. clitoral stimulation or we're allowing other kinds of stimulation of the penis like external stimulation of the penis yeah. that any hand job or any blow job or any mm-hmm. um, uh, any blow job on clitoris or cunnilingus mm-hmm. uh, uh, on clitoris or whatever we're calling all of these terms yeah. is supposed to be okay and you're not really you just get what you're given yes and you're not, you know you're not supposed to be saying actually can you aim for this bit or can you lick the skin of this bit or yeah or right even this. I don't even like that particular activity you're yeah. kind of supposed to be open to manual sex and oral sex and that yeah. should be part of the menu that you're offering people exactly. both in both in giver and receiver yeah exactly and sometimes those can be uncomfortable yeah totally and, and, and or painful and and people are still doing this thing of well I'm getting this thing mm-hmm. and have to kind of do it and it's again it's it's the same thing of yeah. getting this really strong message of putting up with stuff and not wanting to be in a way not wanting to be shamed or rejected yourself by admitting that it's painful and mm. also not wanting to shame or reject the other person by saying you know that's painful you're not doing it right or you're just not doing it right for me mm. or you need to cut your fingernails if you're going to do that yes. or like all that kind of thing being like just taken away from the spontaneity of the moment yeah. or being somehow like a, a failure mm-hmm. whereas actually you know for for sex to be really enjoyable we need to be able to talk about this stuff for yeah yeah have this definitely yeah and it's yeah. that it's yeah it's because we're raised on this raised we're raised on this like technique focused way of having yeah. sex um that if we're if we're that means that we might feel ashamed of getting our technique wrong yeah saying that in inverted commas um but actually it's not about technique it's about just getting it right for the you and the other person That's at right. that time it was all reminding me like one time um, really early days when I had sex I remember a guy getting terrible carpet burns the first time we had sex because it just didn't feel okay to say that it was hurting so he just gave himself these really awful carpet burns like you know yeah it's so sad isn't it yeah 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 well there are are other kinds of things I guess I'm just thinking about this you know bad backs and things god yeah absolutely I've had so many bad backs (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, yes, it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that was we were we were kind of saying those are the kinds of pain mm. that people have because they feel like they ought to have sex in this position. They mm-hmm. want to be like doing the sex advice book, Karma Sutra kind yeah. of thing. The wheelbarrow. Yeah. Shout out to Tanya there. <laughs> the fucking wheelbarrow. <laughs> but missionary mm. sex as well, for yes. example, can be quite really uncomfortable for the person on the yeah. bottom. If the person on the top is really is heavier than they are. Yes. You know that can be an uncomfortable position, but it's the kind of thing that we feel like we have to put up with because that's really how we exactly should be doing it. And for the person on top, if you can't like plank, you know, for a good period of time, then it can be quite hard to hold up on the arms. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Should probably also mention where just going back to penises very quickly. Yeah. In addition to foreskin damage, there can also be penis fracture as well, which is yeah. about a dish, which mm-hmm. is um, which is something that many people are concerned about, concerned about when their partner is on top of them right. particularly if they're doing kind of bouncy bouncy yeah. uh, sex and I won't go into detail about that there's more about that over at okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. com. but that is another yes. example of a, a pain that kind of people put up with that put put up with or put up with the risk of yeah quite well this isn't yeah this is another thing is the risk of pain Mm. can be as off-putting as as the pain like because you can get really anxious and tense around where you know again the fingernails is a good example Mm. i think worrying that somebody's got Mm. fingernails that might tear you Mm. so you're not actually relaxing into the experience of having their fingers there or Mm. worrying that something that your penis is being treated too roughly so you're not really enjoying like the encounter but equally not feeling okay to say no i don't want to do this yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, so much. Yes. Um, so our advice then, right? MJ. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, some of this is already our advice, right? Yeah. Because we've been saying, look, um, first, of, the, the main thrust of what we've been saying so far is that there are lots of different kinds of pain. Mm-hmm. Some of which we're told we have to just kind of go through. Yeah. And yet we're not taught anything about our body. So mm. we've already given you some advice. Check out. Check the. What's the message that we're mm-hmm. seeing? What's the societal message that we have from our own sex education yeah. growing up? You yeah. know? And then how can we find out more about how can we be in tune with our own bodies? And exactly. that's the next bit of our advice. And I always like it to be in a world where myself, because it just isn't what I always do for me, but myself and everybody else. Um, so the moment you notice physical or emotional pain coming up, Mm-hmm. you pause you know mm-hmm. it's like the, the traffic light thing in kink you know mm-hmm. red amber green yeah. it's like any kind of physical emotional pain coming up that should be an amber that yeah. should be like let's pause equally if you find yourself checking out you're mm-hmm. not being present you're kind of going off dissociating thinking about things mm-hmm. that could well be because a physical emotional pain has come up and that's the way you've responded to it yeah. so it's almost like those things just become okay automatically if there's physical or emotional pain or a sense of checking out and not being present, that's where you pause, yeah. you know, and that we do that for ourselves and our bodies, mm-hmm. you know, or if we think that the other person is doing either of those things, we help them to do it as well. well. That's the thing that we we have to be paying. We've done so many podcasts about power and consent. Yeah. Go back and have a listen because, you know, yeah. we did a lot about this. But if you're in a situation where you're the inserter yeah. and the insertee is experiencing pain, you've got to, it's on you yeah. to be checking in because this other person has been told, okay, insertive sex is meant to be painful. Mm-hmm. I'm just meant to be lying back and think of, thinking of England <laughs> yes. or any other country. Well, that is what the expression is. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so it's on you to be like, oh, actually, no, sex shouldn't be painful. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be just having this as that expecting sex to be painful and just yeah. kind of getting it getting through the painful bit 
uh, is on you to be yes. help it facilitating and helping that person to absolutely be able to be present to themselves. So you're not ever you're go- yeah you're not ever going further until you feel that real invitation or hear that real invitation yeah. to do that. Um, yeah, and it's, and it just you know if we lived in that world where that's how we treated our bodies and we responded to checking out or feeling any pain by pausing mm. um, and it might mean you know that a lot of the times our sexual encounters look very different that we're you know just enjoying some very like mild touch or something and and not trying for any goal and but you know imagine if like all the sex we had was super present and super pleasurable because we never went that step into painful yeah yeah and this is another good example of this thing of everything we've been taught about sex mm-hmm. is really not equipping us. It's yes. making it harder yes. to have good sex. Really or hard. It's just absent. Yeah. So we're getting these crap messages and we're not even taught how our bodies work. So yeah. um, if this, if so, as we've said as well, uh, as I was saying earlier, you could go to somebody like Cindy's work yeah. um, on the Cindy Darnell. Um, but then also you can kind of bring that into your to your own body and think about trying to become like an expert in mm-hmm. you know a sexological expert in your own body yeah and you know we kind of criticize people when they say you know try masturbation because it's the best way of uh, uh understanding your body for the real thing yeah of sex but actually self-touch and um self-pleasure can actually be roots through to you understanding how arousal feels exactly well the, what we what we always say is they're legitimate forms of sex in themselves exactly. um and yeah exactly like if you learn how it should feel on your own body then you can bring that into sex with other people and yeah. you're like oh if it's not feeling like that then that's not great you know yeah. Yeah. There's another sex educator from the Kinsey Institute called Debbie Herbenick who hmm. uh, I don't often uh, uh, talk about. It's A lot of it's very penis and vagina, mm-hmm. quite old school, heteronormative stuff. But there's some good stuff in her book, Sex Made Easy, mm. um, which talks about how we really shouldn't be contemplating any penetrative sex in the vagina, for example, and, yeah. until we feel like it is throbbing. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you need additional lubricant, mm-hmm. you, need, you need additional lube. But there should be that sense of you know understanding what mm. throbbing feels like yeah in the same way that we understand what hard on might feel like a throbbing yeah. hard on might feel a particular way but understanding what mm. throbbing internally might feel like in yeah. our, our uh, vagina and vulval area but also our anal area yeah as well, and just absolutely like experiencing how, how does how it feels. feel when it really wants to invite something in yeah. yeah versus how does it feel when it's a bit meh versus how does it feel when it's hell no yeah you know it would be really useful to know how those things feel in your body and self-touch or you know working with professionals like sexological body workers or mm-hmm. other forms of sex workers who, who really get this stuff would be brilliant ways to and some of those workshops as well where you can explore your own body um uh yeah really good like conscious sexuality kind of workshops around this area too yeah mm-hmm. there are loads of those things around yeah and it's worth seeking out um and you know they create a nice safe nice safe spaces where people can yeah explore that stuff mm-hmm. um and it's like we should also we should also say it's like it's really it's legit it's you know, oh, it's, God, you yeah, know yeah. it's like people trained to do this stuff. really good trained professionals yeah, yeah um, and yeah just I, I guess the thing to do is look online find ones that feel like good for you and like you know check them out a bit and have some conversations with them yeah. it shouldn't ever be anyone who's telling you to do anything that you don't feel up for yeah. you know but I think there's some there are some really good professionals out there sexological yeah. body workers and yeah. tantra professionals for example would we be recommending psychosexual therapists here as well 
I mean, yeah, you can talk, you know, with psychosexual therapists and they can share, like, things that you can do in your own time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what body workers have yeah. over them is that they can actually use touch or, or you can do self-touching sessions with those kind of workers so they yeah. can actually see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's where they actually, you know, have, have something. Most psychosexual therapists aren't able to do bodily touch because no. of the current legislation, which is a whole other thing to get yes. into that's problematic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the, the, the question I was really asking there about a lot of um, mm. psychosexual um, therapists is that a lot of it is about this kind of that sensate focus idea of, mm. you know, it's, it is that kind of the journey of, you know, penetration being the goal. and that's what Well, this is my problem with a lot of sex therapy yeah. is that sadly it still buys into that model um, mm. because of the history of sex therapy as being about penis and vagina is proper sex. So, again, if you're working, want to work with a, a sex therapist who has a less normative idea around sex, then pink, yeah. pink therapy would be a good place to look because uh-huh. that's more like LGBT therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, again, you can ask, you know, I would just always shop around for any kind of professional and check out how they work and yeah. one of the things you might want to check out is you know do you have, what 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 is sex you could ask yeah, them exactly. and if they say penis and vagina or if they say it's all about getting an orgasm then maybe look elsewhere yeah mm-hmm. cool yay is there anything else about painful sex no i think that's good Cover- a lot good coverage yeah um so but we I'll- will come back to good pain because like that's, yeah, that's definitely something worth covering as well. Let's unpack the word good. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> well, we hope you liked this podcast. If you did, please could you rate us on iTunes and leave us a review? That would be lovely to read. We've got one review up there so far, which is a lovely review. Oh, that's so nice. if you could just Thank hello you. if you're an iTunes person, if you head over there and review the podcast, that gets us more listens, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be more well listened yeah although we also are very well listened we're very um, great and thank you for listening all of you that do That's but we awesome. want more uh, Jonathan Van Ness on his very excellent podcast Getting <laughs> Curious with Jonathan Van Ness JVN who is from uh, Queer Eye yeah it's a numbers game honey <laughs> uh, Henny basic 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 oh yeah right. yeah uh, no, we're not saying he's basically. No, no, no. It's a, I yeah. just like the gift. There's a gift from There's him gift that, that from did him. not work. No, sorry. <laughs> for radio. Uh, oh, speaking of radio, we should plug that we're on a. Radio oh, we're, we're on the radio. Documentary. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a two part Radio 4 documentary on consent. Really should have found details of this I'm just talking looking about them up as we um, yeah. we're on on the we're on the second part aren't we we but are listen to both because it sounds like it's going to be great it's um, going to be really good we're on the 10th of September I want to say just check out apparently we're on a bit at the beginning and a lot more at the, at the end the producer is a fan of our show so hi Anishka yeah um, and that's how we got involved yes it's called The New Age of Consent that's the one um, and it sound, they've interviewed some awesome people yeah. um, for it and it's going to be really interesting and I still can't find out when it's on but if people <laughs> Google for the new age of consent I'm sure they'll find out and it is it's we'll the beginning a, of September isn't it? Yeah, we'll yeah. put a link to it yeah. and we'll um, yeah. Yeah. so uh, it's hosted by Jamila Jill yeah, who we didn't get to talk to but that's okay it, but I think they might try and make it sound like we did talk to her yeah. but we didn't Oh, we're very <laughs> sad about it <laughs> Um, so um, also if you like our book Enjoy Sex How and If You Want To if you could please go and review that either at Amazon or any other online store yeah um, good hope, 
it's also available at quite a lot of indie bookshops as well in person. Hopefully, yeah. Houseman's near King's Cross will be stocking this. Yay! Hi, Houseman's. Um, Gaze the word. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll stock do they, it. Yeah, do they? I don't know. It. They stock some of my books, but they should be stuck in this one. They stock a lot of your yeah. stuff. Like um, queer is very popular. But you can go in and ask for it, and then they'll get some in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's a proper book that actually lives out in the world. You can go <laughs> and get it from shops and everything. Yeah. Our zines uh, live on our website, which you mm-hmm. can download and print off. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can follow us on all our social medias. Yes. So there's the Twitters at Meg John Justin. There's Facebook. Forward slash Meg John Justin. There's <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. I don't know what we are. Forward slash Meg John Justin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't really do much on Instagram, but maybe, yeah. I don't know, we'll do a story one day or something. And uh, we're on SoundCloud. Yay. Meg John Justin. And our website is megjohnandjustin.com. What a shambolic empty episode. I hope you listened all the way through. Um, so thank you so much for listening. And Next time. Next, until next time. Bye. Bye.